Hello, and you're listening to Take Me Back to My Virtual Reality. It's time to Trooper Transform as we cross the reality barrier into the world of VR Troopers. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm joined by the other one, who's also a host. I'm Rob, and I now have the greatest military mind in history. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, how how you doing, Mark? How's it going? Yeah, yeah, it's it's all good. I'm doing doing well. No complaints, my end. How about you? How's yeah, how's yeah, tricks? going fine. Uh, trying to spend too much time figuring out stuff from this episode, like its real life context or whatever. Um, so yeah. my notes took a bit longer than usual. <laughs> um but yeah that's all good uh this episode is a doozy yeah it is i i spent an incredibly long time on notes as well for this one it was uh there was a lot to digest yeah <laughs> that's one way to put it yeah <laughs> uh right so before we get into the episode let's talk about some extra con- context i guess for around the episode uh episode aired on the 12th of october 1994 again one day after the previous episode the um, digging for fire episode gotta love those syndication numbers <laughs> uh on this day uh not much happened apart from nasa lost control with uh magellan which was a venus probe uh, kind of orbiting around there for a few years mm. um as a space person i was like oh hey magellan magellan was pretty cool um here is its full description from wikipedia just so you can you know get a real thing and not me trying to remember off the top of my head um, <laughs> magellan was a one-ton uh, spacecraft or space probe even launched uh on may 4th 1989 so uh, yeah, Star Wars Day. Ha 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 ha. I hate Star Wars Day. I hate... Well, I I love Star Wars, but I just don't like the fun. Anyway, uh, it was sent to help map the surface of Venus by using a synthetic aperture radar. Don't know what that is. Um, and also measure the gravitational field around the planet. Uh, it was the first interplanetary mission launched from a space shuttle, which is uh, quite interesting. Um, usually, you would launch it from. Like something interplanetary, especially because you need a lot of velocity to do that. You would launch it from Earth and then, like, maybe do a little bit of a uh, a loop around the Moon or a loop around Earth to kind of give a bit of a slingshot towards where it has to go. Venus is a bit closer than, say, you know, Jupiter or Saturn, so you don't need to yeah. do like multiple multiple slingshot maneuvers to get there. But uh, either way, sent from um, uh, sent from a space shuttle. Oh. Uh, the first one to use the inertial upper stage booster for launching. Oh, okay, right. So I just use one of the boosters rockets that the space shuttle used. Well, that makes more sense. <laughs> uh, and then he used aero braking uh, to create its orbit, which is basically like you kind of just dip yourself a little bit into the atmosphere to slow yourself down. Uh, it's very complex. The mass in it is ridiculous. I tried it at uni, failed very badly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it took some cool pictures of Venus, which uh, you can find online. Uh, figured out that it's very volcanic. Lots of very recent crater impacts, and by recent, like you know, within the last five hundred million years, um, that's and, recent uh, enough. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in in galactic terms. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and rivers of lava. Hell yeah, <laughs> uh, very metal. Um, but yes, this episode was directed directed by Worth Keeter, and uh, written by Doug Sloan, who we've gone over a couple of times. Um, and uh, so yeah, no, no one knew in this episode, but we do have some. New stuff this episode, I think. That uh, I guess we'll get to when we get there. Okay, so I guess I guess we'll get into it. If, if yes, nothing... let's do it to it. Countdown control. Four, three, two, one. We are, we are, we are, we are. 
We open, as always, at the Korean Friendship Belt, and Ryan's dad has blindfolded Ryan's dad's son and is <laughs> kicking the shit out of him. Uh, apparently, Ryan has the instinct of a natural-born killer or something. Yeah, a, a gift for combat, he said. <laughs> Which is a very weird thing to tell your son, unless it's like a flashback in a film or a TV show before that person then gets disillusioned with what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Not some weird compliment from your dad where you're like, yeah, I could beat people up. Hell yeah. But I guess the moral of this story is that, oh, you know, although you can beat people the shit up, don't do it. You know, use your powers for good or whatever. Which I guess for the first time in a little while sort of ties into the uh, themes of the episode. So, uh, sure, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the the moral, I don't want to say it's stayed consistent because that's that's giving it too much no, no, praise yeah. but it was it it didn't just go completely out of the window and it was like oh you've got to trust people <laughs> yes and after that we go to the uv daily where woody is doing roller hockey around the bullpen as you do um and just to show how dangerous that is he smashes into percival and they all and they both tumble to the ground <laughs> <laughs> like Everyone that's in there looks really annoyed that it's happening. Like, yeah. Woody kind of comes across as an awful boss. Like, it was cute, like, the first couple of episodes, but now he just kind of comes off as a bit of a cunt, I feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. No, I I, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, to the point where, uh, you know, they both get up. Caitlin's like, oh, are both of you all right? And Woody's like, yeah, I'm fine. And uh, Percival just yells, this place isn't a newspaper. It's an insane <laughs> asylum. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's just Woody doing it. I wouldn't say it's an insane asylum. It's not like everyone's like running around being goofy. <laughs> no. But uh, Woody uh, makes a joke about running into Caitlin, which I thought was... <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, do you remember the story you did last year about a Commander Donaldson? Uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, he had the greatest military mind in history. And apparently he then donated his brain to science. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Caitlin's like, oh yeah, that was, a, that was a strange story. And then Woody goes, oh, but it gets stranger because someone's stolen the brain. And then once he explains that, they give each other a, a really awkward look. Caitlin's like, oh, who could have done that? And then they both just sort of look at each other like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> There's lots of awkward pauses in this episode. Uh, or at least the first <laughs> there, one. there is. Um, so we're many. about to get to a second one. Uh, because to answer that question of who would do it, uh, we cut to Zictor because he did. <laughs> um, and in front of him is this amazing um, box labeled, uh, you know, caution brain inside or whatever. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's like a lockbox. It's got like these random tubes <laughs> sticking out the top, pumping blood around. <laughs> i love that so much um and there's like a timer on the front that we see briefly but it's never explained what it is uh i'm guessing it's just supposed to be oh yes it's you know two hours until the refrigeration stops or whatever when i saw that i didn't even like think of it as like a timer i was just like why is there just like a digital clock on it (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's uh 157 in the afternoon (laughs) better give the brain his brain flakes Yes, it was a, a scug lady that handed over mm. handed over the the brain box, and then uh, Zictor goes, "You may leave me 
which uh, I think is what I'm going to say to people now when I want them to, <laughs> to leave the room. <laughs> the, the next time Leon bursts in as we're recording. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may leave me. <laughs> so he, he says that he better take the brain back to virtual reality for safekeeping. And I just thought that would be so good to just have like like a separate reality where you could just put stuff for safekeeping. That'd be really <laughs> handy. Grimlord's really got the right idea. Um, a, pocket, a pocket dimension in like, you know, your, your bag of holding with everything you need in there. So, <laughs> uh, And then he really kind of awkwardly gets himself set up to transform and it takes like <laughs> a good 10 seconds to do it. Like, like he has to I, get himself comfortable or something. <laughs> it was really weird. And then he does it. And I don't know if this is the new ADR you mentioned from last episode, but it's definitely new ADR for him saying, you know, forces oh. of dark forces too. Did I not empower me or whatever? So <laughs> it was uh, different from last episode. Even he sounded ah. really aggressive in this one. It was, uh, he did. It was actually a little bit scary. I was like, why it should be like that all the time. Because he just yes. sounded quite quite aggressive and villainy. <laughs> Forces of darkness, empower me. Take me back to my virtual reality. He does that. And then uh, he uses his finger TV to talk to Ivar. And he says, ah, you now have the greatest military mind in history. And uh, Ivar takes it as a compliment. And <laughs> yeah. I thought that was incredibly sweet. He was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you, sire. <laughs> well, I try. <laughs> But he's like, you fool, I'm talking about the brain, which they're planning to use to, I guess, create a plan to conquer the world and destroy the VR troopers at the same time. Yeah, I guess. That's (laughs) kind of what happens, I suppose. Um, So after that, um, it's off to Caitlin and she's interviewing some literal army people, which I, I don't know if in any kind of Saban thing, they've shown, like, the military. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. Cause I, I don't feel like they may have done in Power Rangers, but I can't recall any specific stuff. Maybe. At least, you know, for the first three seasons of Mighty Morphin. Yeah, or maybe, I feel like, like, Lightspeed Rescue kind of era would maybe have that kind of thing, but I can't Oh, but by it. then, because defi- uh, Lost Galaxy, at least, like, they start off... They're yeah. kind of all military people on because you can breathe on the moon in Power Rangers and they're like oh yeah fighting people on the moon. Um, so by then, definitely, yeah, there's military stuff going on. Um, but it was like it was it wasn't just like oh this is like a thing that's like the military. It was just like these here's here's some here's some army men. Um, <laughs> yeah, and obviously, you know, I, I was actually quite impressed with this fake military base they dressed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't look it up, <clears throat> but I'm wondering if, like, in the 90s, there was, like, a good surplus of army stuff because uh, there wasn't really any wars going on, <laughs> at least for America, properly. Yeah. You know, when it, when now we're in the, you know, 20th year of the Forever War um, mm. that America is in. Um, but uh, and there was some good framing on the camera uh, with, like, oh, you know, here's, like, a Jeep and, like, three or four people to make it look like they're on, like, a busy base, which I thought was quite interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, like it threw me off that it was a scene that existed, but it was a good, yep. a good scene. And uh, yeah, so Percy snooping around with a camera, taking photos. Uh, I don't really know why he was snooping. Yeah, he could, have, he could have just been there with Caitlin, and then it would have been fine, and we wouldn't have had to have this whole weird subplot of uh, Percy getting arrested by the military police. Yeah, and like. It's possibly implied that he was there doing photos for Caitlin, <laughs> but also doing them sneakily. I, I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah. as you said, a very weird subplot. 
Um, like, yeah, why why was he? What purpose would would there be for the sneaking anyway? Like there was there was nothing secret. It was just like oh, let's go find out about this stolen brain. Yeah, but uh, oh well. but yeah, while while Caitlin is interviewing the army man about the robbery, um, he's like, oh, they completely evaded security. It was like they were g- g- ghosts. <laughs> um, and uh, Caitlin's like, oh, you know, why would they do that? And he replies something like, oh, you know, with the right technology, they'll be able, with the information in that brain, they'll be able to start one heck of a war, <laughs> which, good thing. Uh, again, 90s US military was gagging for a war. Yeah. So <laughs> they they, they wanted that, yeah. one heck of a war. Mm. Um, and so this is, yeah, this is when Percival gets arrested by the MPs for taking photos. <laughs> and we later find out. Um, they think he's related to the robbery. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah, very strange. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the lads and they're shooting some b-ball in what appears to be a scrapyard, which I yeah. thought was <laughs> a bit odd. Um, and Caitlin just pulls her car up in, in the scrapyard slash basketball court. Yeah. As you do, just driving to the court. At least she didn't like grab the ball as she was driving and then try and like throw it from her car or something. Um that was when I noticed the license plate properly. Yes, yes. Uh, I'd always know. I, 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 th- I think I mentioned it on the podcast. I, well, I probably haven't actually. <laughs> I at least mentioned that the um, <laughs> the car is the same. But yeah, like yeah. it's amazing that they did that much with number plate just to try and make it look similar because you can't even really see it with the stock footage. <laughs> yeah, I'm, j- I'm just I'm baffled by it. Um, like I t- obviously I did a whole tweet about it because I was amazed yeah. by it, but. Like, obviously like, they didn't made... even release it as a toy, so it wasn't even like yeah. they would need to make it look like the toy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they sort of they emulated the Japanese license plate, and mm. they changed the Japanese letter that was on it to like a, a the Western one that would look kind of similar-ish, and it kind of it kind of does. And they just there was a bit of text at the top which says whether the vehicle is registered, and they just mm. removed that. But it was like what. Why even? Like, yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the point? Because kids probably wouldn't actually notice. You could have no, no license plate, and that would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No number plate, and they wouldn't even. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hilarious. And of course, the the press card is also very noticeable, and it's not in <laughs> the metal charger, or whatever it's called. So. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yes. <laughs> such really weird decisions were made with the car, but yeah, fine. Um. So Caitlin, uh, she gets out of the car and she does some some good basketball whilst they talk yep. about what's going on. Um, I I didn't really pay attention because there was just too much basketball going on and that kept uh, drawing me in. But it was you know the usual sort of like oh it was Grimlord that did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're approached by three people who are also ready to play basketball, and I'm pretty sure at least one of them is. One of the, the skaters from the last episode. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't double check, but I don't like it to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, they they were but, skugs. They weren't actual people. No, yeah, but it it, it was great because in in the usual fashion of oh, I wonder if it's Grimlord and like uh, Ryan's like nah, but JB is like oh well, maybe, and then um, in Ghost Bank they're like oh well, they, they they might figure it out, so they're like well let's confirm it for them by sending some skugs. <laughs> and it's like, well, let's help stop. them. <laughs> we'll we'll do it with a, we'll send them a warning, and it's like okay. And then, yeah, it's three sporty people, but this time they are Skugs, and they have um, a fight, including basketballs, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Um, is this the first time that anyone's called them Bucketheads as well? I 
I seem to recall them saying it before. I might just be thinking of them calling um, Ivar Blenderhead because they've definitely done that a few times. They've done that, yeah. So, well, the reason yeah, I maybe. picked it up especially is because um, like it's now sort of a common term for Imperial Stormtroopers in Star Wars stuff. Um, <laughs> because, well, you know, um, you know, in, in the noughties, it was a bit of a meme or like just kind of a joke about, oh, her Stormtroopers can't shoot for shit. They yeah. you know, can't hit the, the broadside of a barn. And um, they sort of, even though they were never supposed to be like that, Disney sort of added that to the canon to a degree. Mm. Um, partially, I guess, to make them less scary for kids. It sort of makes sense. And also, I guess, it was the joke, so they wanted to kind of make it funny. Um, uh, so, yeah, so they call them Bucketheads a lot in, in Star Wars. So I was looking up, like, oh, I wonder how, long, how old this term is. Because I knew of, you know, the guitarist Buckethead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he's been around since the 80s. But uh, the earliest dimension of it I found was from, like, some story in the 50s where someone was like, oh, you know, we were Bucketheads because we did this stupid thing. And it's like, ah, oh, okay. And then I realized I was doing too much um, research on the term <laughs> Bucketheads and decided that was enough. Um <laughs> But that's because this fight goes on for a bit long and not much happens after they kind of do a bit of kicking around with the basketball. <laughs> yeah, um, they play they play the, the Dante song again, but it sounded different. Annoyingly, the subtitles on the DVD wouldn't tell me what the lyrics were. Ah, boo. But it really sounded like it was take a little ride and then maybe identity. Yeah, but... something. I... I... I did recognise some of the lyrics, but I was like, eh, I'm sure Mark will write them down. <laughs> Should have done I... them myself. Whatever, who cares? Like, it's just, you know, but one then... of those fight songs. <laughs> but then I also thought it sounded a little bit a little bit like, take a metal ride, identity. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I don't even know with this song anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever, whatever lyrics we think it is, you know. Uh, <laughs> definitely the author. This is kind of how we... Uh, uh, interpret this song. <laughs> <laughs> it's art. You interpret it as you want to interpret it. <laughs> um, so after that fight, which was, you know, it lasted a lifetime, uh, we go off to Ivar, and the brain is now in a jar, and it has some eyes, and it yep. speaks with an incredibly goofy voice. Yep, it looks like Andros from the end of Star Fox 64, where he's <laughs> like, uh, only I have the brains to rule, Lylat. Um... And uh, so I also looked it up because uh, like, I wonder if what this brain is in Spielban. Mm. Um, and so it's what remains of uh, Dr. Bio, who you may recall is Colonel Icebot. Uh, oh. Because this footage is from episode 42 of Spielban. There's only 44 episodes, so it's right near the end. And uh, uh, also, uh, Dr. Bio is Spielban's dad. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So, yeah, so kind of, I guess all that remains of him is his brain and eyes talking to, I don't know, I think Death Zero is his name in Spielban. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Colonel Icebot, I guess, is this is not Colonel Icebot, this is just the Commander Donaldson or whatever, and his brain and eyes glowing and telling Spielban, uh, not Spielban, uh, uh, Ivar to mutiny. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, it was weird. He was, he was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll come up with this great plan for you and then you can do it and don't worry about Grimlord. Forget about Grimlord. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was weird. I, I thought it was quite interesting that that footage, that was the the plot that they sort of made out of it. Yeah. But, yeah. Fine. I didn't really look up... Actually, no, I did, I did look at the episode 
um, the Spielman episode on the uh, Metal Heroes wiki, but there was no information on it because, uh, like a lot of people, like who start a series, they might kind of start adding stuff to a wiki as they watch it, but then you kind of get bored and stop doing it. I've done that on yeah. several fan wikis back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I, I I didn't doubt it. Although I do have the episode, so I probably could have watched it, but. Um, I'm also nowhere near that far in Spielberg anyway, so. But uh, maybe, maybe it was like them trying to do something for the Waller Empire. Maybe um, Death Zero was trying to overtake the whole thing. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we'd have to watch it to find out. But I don't know. If yeah, I, I don't know if I want to make that kind of commitment. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> no. Um. So after that, we get a, a quick scene of the military police torturing Percy by making him do God, loads yeah, of push-ups. I, God. Yeah, like do push-ups, and it's like, uh, okay, tell us about how, what you know about the robbery. And I'm like, oh, this is torture, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit weird. They were a bit over the top when I don't know. They could have just asked him questions without making him do push-ups, but whatever. Um, so after that, it's off to the the sci-fi bedroom, and uh, the troopers burst in and say that they need to use the VR visors, but. The professor, the professor assures them that the VR visors are always at their disposal. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I kind of liked this bit because you kind of fly over this low poly version of America <laughs> or Earth or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and like I was really trying to figure out what it might be because it reminded me a bit of. Uh, do you remember in like old Excel, you could put in a code in one of the cells and like you'd be able to do some stupid little flight simulator thing. Oh um, yeah. So I wondered if there was anything related to that. Uh, the latest flight simulator, actual Microsoft flight simulator, um, to this episode was mm. 5.0 on Windows 3.1, um, and it didn't quite look like it as I was looking over it. Um, but it could be from any number of flight simulators, and someone pointed out it might even just be like a graphics package for like um, like a, a weather thing on, on a news team, and that's all oh, makes yeah. sense because uh, you can just fly around there. But uh, no, I was really, really interested because, like, you know, I, it's just always funny when they kind of bring in these real things into <laughs> into VR troopers and like just creating like um, a little map like this in three D in the you know in ninety three ninety four just for like five seconds of TV show they would never would have done that you know yeah <laughs> that would have been work yeah that would have been so much effort so yeah they must have sourced it from somewhere yeah um, but as they're flying over this hilarious CG representation of America which is apparently the virtual reality. Um, <laughs> Ryan is like, oh, I wonder if they're hiding in there. And I guess he's referring to what looked like some mountainous region, but it all looks like mountainous region. So, <laughs> so once again, they're just like, oh, search there, like randomly as they <laughs> go through the VR visors. Yeah, it was like, oh, maybe maybe they're hiding in a cave. Uh, there's mountains and stuff. Maybe they're hiding here. But <laughs> what, why would they even be there? I don't. Like so yeah. obviously there's a scene later on with uh, the brain being in a in a random okay. cave and I just thought, but why is it there? It was in the ghost yeah. bank. Surely that was Oh, it's a... a good point. We keep cutting to the ghost bank and that's where they, he talks to Ivar. I didn't even <laughs> think of that. <laughs> <laughs> so is the ghost bank like linked to this cave? Did they unwittingly find the secret entrance <laughs> to the ghost bank? Maybe they did. Maybe. It's possible. And they just mm. completely ignored it. Just like, oh there's a brain here, let's but anyway, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. I think getting ahead of ourselves. Not until uh, the but end. we get this weird bit, which is entirely pointless. And as far as I could tell, maybe we're just padding out the episode or trying to make it more techy, uh, mm. because they then get a video picture of Ivar talking to the brain, and it's all oh, like yeah. gibberish. And uh, JB is like, "Oh, they're doing a what does what does he refer to? Something really stupid, like 
um uh some kind of audio scrambling audio thing mm. um and uh so he unscrambles it and then we hear their exact plans and it's like oh well, that was 15 seconds of completely pointless storytelling if it just <laughs> caused the smallest uh, error, or sorry, smallest um, obstacle for you to find out the plan, you know? It wasn't even yeah. like they missed something like, oh, we'll do this as a, uh, as a fake thing or whatever to draw the troops out. Yeah, it was just, oh, here's some scrambled footage. Unscramble it, please, computer. Okay, done. <laughs> so, yeah, Ivar's planning his, uh, his mutiny and... Uh, with the with the help of the brain in the jar, and he's walking through a town somewhere, and for one reason or another, he's freezing power lines. Well, the the reason is, and you know, this makes the most sense, obviously, um, as I'm sure everything does in VR Troopers. Uh, basically, he's freezing the power so that the military computers won't be able to respond to them, because as we know from all these episodes of VR Troopers, we're on twenty one now, so in the past twenty episodes. You know, the military is in all of them, you know, <laughs> trying to fight them. So that's their number one problem. Um, and, like, I was going to look into it, but I couldn't really be that bothered. Um, freezing power lines, you know, it will cause some disruption. Like, I guess we saw that happen in Texas yeah. recently. Although that was more due to the way that um, power was being supplied to places. Um, but, yeah, whatever. I'll... I'll let it slide because I couldn't be bothered to look it up. So. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, sure, it will work. The military computers will be turned off so that the military can't stop Ivar, even though the military have not tried to stop any <laughs> Grimnold attack in the past. But yeah. So uh, Ryan decides he's going to fly around or whatever, so he trooper transforms and mm-hmm. uh, he goes in the planes. So you you know it's going to be a Spielwan footage-heavy episode uh, yep. if Ryan's just running away. Um and I just noticed this time, I guess, I don't think the DVD um, footage, sorry, the DVD version of the uh, Spielbound footage is much better from, uh, is much better compared to the Netflix version. No. Um, but I could a bit easily see that um, uh, Ryan jumping into the ship is just a rotoscoped Spielbound with like a blue and red <laughs> either <laughs> <Yeah>. side. Um, <laughs> which is fair, like it's a blur, it doesn't really happen. You can only really notice if you do go frame by frame like I did, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Um, maybe something else happened at this point. If it did, I don't know what it was. But uh, let me look at my notes. Uh, probably not. Who cares? No. Um, Caitlin and JB uh, transform at some point, uh, and then they... oh, actually, what happens is Grimlord is told um, about Ivar's mutiny. Oh yes, uh, and uh, they're like, "Oh, should we stop him?" And he's like, "Oh, let him go ahead with it." You know, either he'll get lucky and destroy the troopers, or get destroyed himself. Either way, I win. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's a great way just to have him not care and not use any Matalda footage. <laughs> yeah. So um, after that, Caitlin and JB uh, trooper transform and then mm-hmm. they they just stroll around on a street with no real sense of urgency until they come no. across a frozen manhole cover. <laughs> uh, at least they're not waddling as badly as they were before. Yeah, um, that's true. We got a lot of original footage in this we episode, did. but I mean, yeah. none of it was really that bad, but there was just no. a lot of it. Yeah. But I thought it was funny because this frozen manhole cover that they come across suddenly just like explodes out of the ground <laughs> and the flurry of snow transports them down the sewer. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Um, and they, they and... sort of just like pathetically wave their arms around as they're being like pelted by this snow. 
Yeah, and then they're transported into um, a sewer or something, and there's snow everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they fight Snowbot, who keeps trying to freeze their circuits or whatever. Is that um, what he's? Is that what he's called? Did they refer to him by name, or did you just name him? I no, no, that is his name. Oh. Uh, I don't think they refer to him by name, but that is apparently his official name. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he just shows up, and it's just like, oh, they're fighting some kind of massive crust- crustacean with uh, ice yeah. powers now. For okay. Who can as, also as you do, shoot yeah. fire out of his hat? There was, uh, yeah, that was weird. Um, yeah, but my favorite part though is after they kind of have their ass kicked a bit, they decide to jump to the surface and think, ah, oh, we're safe from him. But then Snowbot just sh- sh- starts shooting ice or snow from <laughs> below ground, which uh, wraps their legs in cling film, um, and uh, that is apparently bad for their legs. Ooh, crikey. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, and, not cling uh, film. It's bad for my legs. <laughs> we'll cut off the circulation. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it wasn't actually cling film, uh, listener. It was supposed to be snow, but with <laughs> better technology and displays, it's a bit more easier to see what it was supposed to be <laughs> than probably Japanese TVs in 1987. So, well, yeah. well, 1986 even. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're getting their asses handed to them still. So JB calls the VR fighter bike to like shoot at it and then ride it away in a tactical retreat. Yeah, he makes a point of saying that it's a tactical retreat. Uh, well, maybe JB's the second greatest military mind in history. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, so they go back to the sci-fi bedroom and they th- they thank the professor for the electromagnetic antifreeze that he's provided for them and it makes them all sparkly for a minute and then it stops yep and uh before they go back out uh ryan ambushes some scugs with a cartwheel (laughs) oh is this the cave scene yes the opening of the cave scene and like it's an american shot scene um and like it's not very awkward so i'm guessing they either got a better suit or Perhaps because I may have mentioned this in one of the uh, first episodes, but I watched an interview where they were saying, "Oh, you know, we had these stunt suits from Japan, but you know, yeah. it had to be short to kind of get into them or whatever." So I'm wondering if perhaps they had tried to get um, Michael and um, Brad into the suits, but they were just too bulky to actually use them properly. So they decided just to put like one of their actual kind of because they 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 had like loads of uh, kind of uh, Japanese um, suit actors. Well, they still do it today, but yeah. uh, back then as well. So maybe they decided to put one of them in them, <laughs> in in the uh, Metallo suit to actually get some proper fight footage without it looking really awkward and waddly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it was all right. There was I kept noticing that sometimes bits of the costume weren't there, but I guess because of how the costume ah, is made, yeah. um, they had to sort of allow for certain movements. Like when Ryan was crouching in the bushes and he got up, like the the, uh, the crotch and arse of the suit was missing. <laughs> But I guess that was ah. so he could then stand up. And yeah, just every now and then just bits weren't there. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah. I but by doing that, it made for like a relatively okay scene without it being yes. like Like I'm it's not wobbling. as good as um Metal or Spielband fight yeah. because like the uh you know they I guess weren't directed in the same way. Because like mm. one of the things that um you know the the main difference between kind of the footage of the way they're posing and moving is that in uh kind of the original to- uh toei footage is it toei yes it is toei footage yeah. 
from Spielberg and Metaldra or whatever. Um, you know, they're, they're doing kind of a lot of very elaborate poses, but quick, and then they kind of like really stop really quickly and flex to kind of make it like a bit more of like a powerful looking move. Whereas they don't really do that. They're just going kind to of stop without, you know, really holding the pose so it looks mm. a bit weaker. Um, but, you know, that's something you have to learn, I guess. I think they fixed that in Power Rangers and, you know, going for you know going further in the future or whatever but um yeah i suppose the yeah, troopers still, were still quite early days for them absolutely like this is when uh, the second season of power rangers was being filmed as well so yeah. all, like right before it you know so <laughs> they were still figuring stuff out um yeah ivar's crossing a bridge and there's <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of really like dodgy editing like for the next few minutes yeah like they've used a lot of different scenes Hmm. It feels like because he's like crossing a bridge, and then it cuts to like he's standing somewhere else, and then I don't know some other shit happens. And uh... well, yeah, but also like they'll have him crossing the bridge, and then it'll cut to uh, JB and Caitlin, and it's clearly just like you know American footage of them looking oh, yeah. the other way, so that it just kind of you know it implies that they're in the same place, but they're obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ivar says something that we've never heard him say before. Uh, yes, which was Ravage Tank Command now. Which... Oh, we're 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 a bit we're a bit far away from that bit first. You know, we we, oh, we, we... got some more stuff going on. Oh, that. I yes, obviously yes. Uh, just didn't write notes for a whole chunk of this episode. <laughs> then, I <laughs> mean, never mind. Yeah, I, I don't blame you to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, he's going over the bridge. Uh, he has Snowbot and two Skugs. Which I guess is this commando team that uh, uh, the brain told him to use or whatever. Mm. Um, but it turns out Snowbot now also has a flamethrower arm, which he didn't have before. And they sort of like jump through it because we tried to freeze them, but they're like, aha, it won't work now. Um, so they jump through the flamethrower and they kind of sparkle. And it's because they're actually transforming in the Spielbound footage. Uh, and you see like a few you know frames of Spielbound and Helen, mm. who is... Um, Spielband's sister as he transforms into Helen Lady, which is the exact same suit as uh, Caitlin's suit and Dan Lady's suit from Spielband. Huh. Um, and uh, they're having a bit of a fight, and Ryan appears because um, I guess he's found the brain. <laughs> <laughs> he's rescued it, and um, he uh, freezes Snowbot slash wraps it in more cling film, <laughs> and. Uh, which gives JB the chance to use a laser lance command now. And after that happens, that's when Ivar yells, Ravage tank command now. <laughs> yeah, which is, uh, it's weird to me that he used the same terminology that yeah. the VR troopers use. Um, They've never done that before. <laughs> the no. other team, yeah. Uh, and by doing that, he summons his uh, little car. <laughs> yep. I don't know if this is exactly how it went in Spielban. I mean, we, we've had this footage before, but then again, Spielban was definitely not above reusing fight footage either, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we get we get the car fight, and then it's the same old footage of his little car falls off the cliff, <laughs> and then they kind of cut that in with another bit of footage where he's just falling down a cliff, and then <laughs> and then it gets and then it gets really weird. weird. Um, After a couple so- of, like, sword Saw blows between JB and uh, Ivar. There's a bit of a stalemate, so he decides a new tactic. He says something along the lines of, uh, "Like, how will you face an aerial attack?" And he throws his cape off, and then he just turns into a fucking missile. <laughs> <laughs> 
and before he like jet, jets off his little missile like sled, like little wings grow <laughs> out the side. <laughs> And then there's just missile Ivar just flying around trying to hit the troopers. It was so weird. <laughs> um, and as he's doing that, JB kind of grabs him and tackles him <laughs> to the ground where they both explode, but JB survives <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it, it just kind of seems like Ivar's dead, but I mean, he yeah. won't be because it's like episode 21 and... Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of see kind of a very cliche robot-y Terminator thing where, like, his, I don't know, his main memory cylinder <laughs> his, thing... Yeah, his memory cylinder, as uh, Grimwald yeah. referred to it, too. <laughs> yeah, kind of stops. And I'm guessing because this is episode 42 of Spielban, you know, or 44... Yeah. This is probably the actual end of Death Zero in Spielban, but, you know, they've got about... 30 more episodes of Spielban they can take footage from so, so um, we may see him turn into a missile again and I really hope <laughs> that we do especially as Grimlord is like oh yes let's take his memory cylinder and rebuild him and reprogram him or whatever so. <laughs> uh, we did miss that before Ryan kind of helps from the sky base by freezing Snowbot mm. he's kind of just walking around this cave and he says my favourite Favorite oh. line from this episode. Oh yeah, how could we miss that? Yeah, if I had a brain and it wasn't in my head, where would I keep it? You know, Ryan Steele, the greatest philosopher <laughs> of our time. Uh, and then he fights more skugs, and then he finds the brain, and it's again like a shot reverse shot like they did with Ivar on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, of like uh, you know the, the the Colonel, sorry, the Doctor Bio brain, sort of like glowing and talking to Ryan, and Ryan's like, "Yep, I'm gonna take you home." <laughs> <laughs> which is what they do because uh, after we've been to Grimlord who's going to rebuild uh, General Ivar and he's mad about it um, <laughs> uh, we go to the military base and uh, there's a big conference because the military are awarding the VR troopers a medal I don't know why um, the troopers just didn't show up for this yeah yeah. I was thinking the same like I thought they were just going to sneak out and do a trooper transform for it yeah, because everyone was like, oh, hooray for the VR troopers. And it's like, well, they're yeah. not there. So <laughs> so that, um, that does confirm that, you know, many people know about them because that's been uh, a topic of debate throughout this series. Like, how widely yeah. known are they? But clearly, very. Yes. Uh, and uh, apparently, for some reason, Mayor Rooney is going to uh, collect the award on their behalf, um, Percival is there as well with Mrs. Rooney, and he's like, oh, "I want to take photos," but <laughs> she's like, "Oh well, you know, the nice army men said you could go as long as you don't cause any problem." And then we get like a slow zoom into <laughs> the military police on the side, and like yeah. nodding their head, which was very funny <laughs> to a degree. Um, uh, so you know, Mayor Rooney's going on this whole speech, which I, I, I kept zoning out of because it wasn't the point of the scene. Yeah, because Jeb is causing mischief. <laughs> yeah, Jeb's mischief was uh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So he's like, "Oh, you know, Mrs. Rooney's here. I'm gonna be an arsehole because that's what I do for some reason." <laughs> and he he sort of sneaks behind her, and then he keeps rubbing her foot with his paw, and Mrs. Yep. Rooney thinks that it's the army guy sitting next to her that's doing it yep and it's uh, that went on for way way too long yep uh all while mayor rooney is talking about 
he's driveling on uh and i i should have like paid more attention but it's great because he's saying stuff like oh you know i don't know if they're actually one of my constituents i don't know if they're from this area but uh, i hope <laughs> yeah. they are and i hope my government is taking their sense of justice or whatever <laughs> and i was like okay um but yeah mrs rooney because she thinks the army guy is sexually harassing her stands up and starts hitting her with a bag which and then the army guys tackle her <laughs> <laughs> and in my notes i wrote oh and i guess that's the end of the episode and then my next point was, oh, no, I guess Ryan wraps it up again <laughs> by saying <laughs> um, it's good that he uses his karate for good. You um, were right, Dad. Yeah. I miss you. The end. Yeah. And that was it. That was episode 21 of the the, the Troopers, the Virtual Reality Troopers, which Mayor Rooney calls them that uh, in his <laughs> uh, little speech, <laughs> I, I thought was I, hilarious. I miss that. Yeah. Um, what's the next episode? Let's see if I can find out. I probably have it somewhere. Uh, the next episode is called the Dojo Plot, so I wonder if Tao's going to be in it. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll get his Chinese magic. I'm sure he won't. I just, God, I'm waiting for it to happen, or for at least to be like mentioned in some way, or alluded to, even a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure that's definitely going to be handled with grace and uh, full respect for you know the actor and his culture. So yes, um, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah so that that was a that was a weird one i mean it wasn't it wasn't a shit episode it was just but i wouldn't i wouldn't say it was great either it was unexpected no it was i mean i feel like they were trying harder in bits and pieces which um for like i, don't, I can't believe i'm even saying this a non-law episode i.e nothing to do with <laughs> tyler Steele or whatever it's, um, a non-law episode yeah um you know the the fight footage, the the in-suit footage was probably the best we've had from the American side at least. Yeah. Um, like uh, when Ryan was in the sky base, like the actual like lights on his head were lighting up. Um, mm. So they got some batteries finally to put into his. Uh, <laughs> oh, they did when he was in helmet. when he was in the cave as well. His uh, his face mm. his face lit up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so he wasn't modelling, he was kind of running, and I, I, I laughed at the cartwheel because like, it was a very slow cartwheel into kind of <laughs> yeah. into place. But, you know, whatever. Um, they're working with what they have. Um, so, probably the most competent <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, American suit footage we've had uh, so far, which is a low bar to begin with, but, you know, at least hope, you know, gives me, gives me hope that it improves over the series. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we won't go back to waddling away <laughs> yeah uh you know obviously kind of interesting to use this late spielbound footage where like you can clearly see two caitlin's fighting uh people at the same time <laughs> yeah um apparently like i you know we haven't seen any season two but apparently that's an ability she gets in season two called like the double caitlin team attack or something like that the because double I guess they had caitlin to team attack something like that <laughs> because i guess they had to explain away there being you know two people in the same suit in spielband footage so <laughs> yeah um oh yeah because they but... still use spielband footage in season uh-huh. two wow there's going to be a lot of reused footage Oh yeah, I know. I believe they don't use because the the Grand Nazca from Spielbound transforms into like a giant robot. Yeah, and I don't think they use that in season one. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong because I've not seen it all. <laughs> but from I've what been... I understand, it's not in season one. So I think it's all in season two. I've been waiting for that though. I was really hoping it was going <laughs> to show up soon. Don't say yeah. that. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have more techno bazooka shooting down some shark ships <laughs> several times before we get to the end of the season. I would imagine so. Hmm. 
so yeah i think you know that was it uh yeah not too bad um weird <laughs> yeah some weird levels of competence competency here and there but then also a basketball court in a scrapyard so um, <laughs> yeah i mean maybe maybe that's the kind of the 90s california aesthetic you know uh, uh kind of just play where you can really um <laughs> but uh yeah so uh you know, we'll see you next episode but uh, where can people find you online mark between before then uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at bozo robo which is b-o-z-o-r-o-b-o um yeah i have nothing further to, to comment <laughs> on that <laughs> where can people find you on the internet rob uh yeah they can find me on twitter and instagram at uh, r-o-b-t-h-e-z that's rob fez don't know why i did it that way around but uh, you've had it <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll, I tweet about random stuff. Like a, a moment, I'm watching through more Salem Moon, as we're finally getting the movies here for the the Eternal movies for the fourth arc, um, and uh, tweeting weird findings from VR Troopers, um, <laughs> which you can also see on the VR Troopers podcast. Oh, sorry, our podcast Twitter account called uh, My VR Podcast, um, where we uh, you know, d- talk about our discoveries, like you know. Japanese uh, hiragana letters being changed to a P, and uh, <laughs> Ryan's philosophy about like if he didn't have a brain in his head, where would he keep it? That kind of cool stuff. Uh, and you know, you can catch us on you know, Spotify and Anchor FM and all good podcasting listing services and apps. Uh, make sure to give us a review, only five stars. Um, that's what we deserve because we're great. Um, and uh, yeah, otherwise, um, we'll see you next episode for i've forgotten what we said it was called um the dojo plot or something like that yes yeah that I, sounds right because of because of dojo having uh you know a lot of the same letters as dog for i panicked for a minute then and worried it was going to oh. be another dog episode <laughs> <laughs> so no 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 watch episodes. episode well please. we've already had the, three of those in a row so hopefully we won't get any more for a little while oh, but anyway yes um we'll see you next episode but remember we all are vr Yeah.